The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Yeah. I'm just going to take a breath for a second, close my eyes, and maybe invite you to do the same. Just <sighs> There's a lot of, you know, coming to a new place, getting here, get set up. So just let things settle for a minute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll just say a few words as you just settle and um, just want to welcome you here. Really welcome you here. You guys hear me okay? Yeah. Great. And I'm going to tell you, just before I talk much about the class, I'm going to tell you a little bit about IMC, about the place you're sitting in. This building and this, um, what can you call this? I, I don't know what, it's not, uh, IMC is a community more than anything else. Um, it is completely built on volunteers and donations. This, this building was bought by Sangha members some years ago, about 20 years ago, maybe 15, something like that. Because um, the group that had been coming together, they were renting a church room, and over time they just there was enough of them, and they all donated to buy a space to make, um, make this place available for people. So, welcome, come on in. If you don't mind sitting over here, and if you feel comfortable coming closer, you can. Um, just makes it a little bit easier for sh- passing the mic and that what, whatnot. So, everything here is offered freely. So there's, you don't... You know, you don't have to sign up for things. You don't have to pay for things. Um, you're part of IMC if you want to be a part of IMC. There's no, like, membership. You don't have to become a, a quote-unquote Buddhist to practice here. And mindfulness doesn't require uh, signing up for any particular beliefs, actually. It's a very... Uh, Buddhist thing to not have not want to adhere to beliefs and views and opinions. So, any religious affiliation you have, keep it if you wish. Welcome, bring it into your practice. Nothing needs to be left out. So, just um, the this class is in a three week series. Starting tonight, it's an abbreviated version of the Introduction to Mindfulness Meditation course. Usually it's a five-week course. I'll be doing the five-week course in January um, and and then through the first week of February. So if you want to come back for more, please do. Absolutely do. 
Normally, we had have week one would be breath and just breath. Week two, so it's sequentially taught, right? Breath, body, emotions, thoughts, and then open awareness in daily life is week five. So we will skip that last week. We'll combine breath and body tonight. And that will be the focus of, you know, what I'll provide instructions on is how to be mindful of breath and body. And um, let's see. So it would be helpful for me if you would be willing to share kind of what you're, what you're hoping for, what you think you're, what you're expecting, you know, why you're here. Uh, a few words, because then I'll, I'll try and tune into those things and, and speak to them if possible during the class. So there's a microphone right there. If you, somebody would pick it up and turn it on. Um, so we record the sessions. And um, so it's really helpful to speak into the microphone. Um, we're also streaming on YouTube. So pretty much all anybody can see right now is me. Just so you know, you're not, you don't have to be, have your image recorded, although that can happen if you're, you know, okay with it. Um, you don't need to say your names if you don't want to um, on the recording. So, but would you be willing to tell me a few words about why you're here tonight? Uh, I'm just curious about uh, Buddhist uh, practice, meditation, just learning. Um, that's, I Great. guess this is my second or third time, so Great. just you know, enjoying it and uh, trying to do some of the meditation throughout the day. So, What was that last time? Trying just to do some meditation throughout the day. Trying to do meditation mm-hmm. throughout yep. the day. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. Hi, my name's uh, Michael. I wanted to take on a new uh, task, or uh, I don't want to use the word challenge, but learn something new. Um, and then I hear a lot about the benefits of mindfulness practice, so something I want to try and uh, learn and incorporate. Great. And uh, also the stress reduction uh, aspect of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you, Michael. Uh, yeah, I'm just here to learn, too. Great. And then maybe just pass it along. Uh, mostly I want to learn how to control my thoughts. Control so, my thoughts. Yeah, so it could help folks better. Okay. Hi. I would like to learn how to be in the present moment instead of thinking about the future all the time or worrying about the future. Great. I'm here uh, in support of uh, friends and um, also to reinvigorate my own practice, too. I learned about uh, meditation through a mindfulness stress reduction class, and I really enjoyed the formal practice and need to learn how to connect with my body more. I end up having um, a lot of emotions and crying whenever I do any type of body meditation, and so I want to explore that more. Okay, great. Um, I'm I'm here to... um Probably just like continue my practice and like continue. I like doing it in person with other people. Just like makes it um, easier to do and like better for okay. me. Uh, so yeah, 
um, yeah, that and just to like, yeah, continue to develop like inner skills and knowledge in the pursuit of becoming a better person. Beautiful. Um, Richard, will you just check on YouTube just to see if there's any questions from anyone on YouTube, just to check the stream as well. So uh, let me respond a little bit to what you've shared. Um, So let's see, stress reduction, body emotions. um, And um, you said something that I want... Being in the present, yes, 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 big one, great. So, oh, you know what? The fan way out there is, thank you, it's really loud, sorry. Um, so the mind, mindfulness is about bringing, learning how to bring our attention to the present moment. Um, that is very much what it is about. And and part of the way the class is taught in these sequential ways is because um, if you think about how a movie is made, it's all these frames put together super fast. Um, and it's got the soundtrack, and it's got the lighting, and then whatever enhancements, right? All these different things are melded together to create one image our brains operate very similarly. And so what we've got is all of these facets of our experience, and we'll just, the na- I'll just name the ones we teach, right? Breath, body, emotions, and thoughts are all kind of merged together like a movie, right? Normally we're not sort of aware of all these things as distinct parts of our experience. But it is possible to tune in very intimately to these different strands of experience, to, to bring more awareness into each one, not as this kind of um, movie-like experience. Part of what happens in the movie-making in the mind is that the mind is drawing on past experience and making assumptions and interpreting our experience, including you know memories or things we've read and... So in mindfulness, we're trying to simplify and do less and less of that and get more close to sort of this very direct experience in this moment. It's not um, complicated, but it's not easy to do, right? Like it's, it's, it's pretty simple what we're going to try and do, but it's not very easy to do it. Does that make sense? Did I say that right? <laughs> um, because the mind wants to weave. It wants to weave all of this stuff together. Our beliefs with our experience, our reactions, all of these things get piled together and can make us very reactive in our lives instead of responsive in our lives. So the way it might help with stress reduction there are, there are types of meditation that are specifically for relaxation. Mindfulness meditation can be relaxing, but it isn't its goal. It's more like if you think about the Buddha's teachings, the Buddha sort of wants us to pay attention to suffering, right? And so this is 
vipassana-based, so Theravada-based mindfulness meditation. This is the origins from which John Kabat-Zinn created the mindfulness-based stress reduction program. So you don't have to believe in the Buddha or the Buddhist teachings, but what I teach will reflect what the Buddha taught, right? And so the Buddha um, said to pay attention to suffering. And the reason we want to is because it's a clue. It's a clue that says, oh, something's going on here that doesn't need to be going on here, that's causing more difficulty for us. So when we meditate, sometimes we notice things that are distressing. Or the body carries memories. And when we tend to the body and we're aware of the body, sometimes that means emotional memories which surface. So it's not that I'm not going to teach you practices that are going to bliss you out, right? But as we learn, as we practice, we learn to be more simple with our experience. And then we learn to have less reactivity and more choice. And those things all lead to more ease, more relaxation. In terms of crying when you sit down, I'll just tell you probably for the first year that I meditated... I probably spent five minutes meditating a day, and I cried almost every time. And I couldn't do much more than five minutes. It's just keep practicing. Keep practicing. And then there are different things that uh, I can talk to you about if you continue to have issues. Things different. Um, there's these other kinds of practices that might you might need to do that are more of the soothing and calming things to help you start to be able to sit and be able to stay with your experience. So, But you are not alone. You are not alone. Okay? Another thing to say is whatever comes up in your meditation, we're not trying to get rid of anything. That's kind of one of the philosophies. It's more about learning how to be with. So... You said you want to control your thinking. My experience is more that I have control because I now know how to respond to my thinking as opposed to being able to turn on and off what thoughts come or how quickly or any of that. It's more like, oh, I can start to see thinking as thinking, not who I am, not my choice, not you know, something that I get to will, but rather, oh, unskillful thoughts. Okay, watch that. No, I don't want to follow that. You know, and that, um, to me, that's where the freedom comes, right? That I think you're wanting. Yeah. Was there anything that I didn't address that you all shared? Or any areas you'd like me to be more clear about? Please, please, your questions are so welcome. So if there's anything at all, don't hesitate. No, I did perfectly. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad. All right. Okay. All right. So um, a few, just a little few things. Direct experience. We're going for direct Experience. How do we have direct experience in this lived life? What ways do we have direct experience? Our senses, right? We can directly contact the moment through sensations in our body, 
right? Through seeing, through hearing. This is how, this is how we help ourselves be clear about what is direct. Because the mind is making movies. And it's real easy to fall into the movies and not be with direct experience. Yeah? Now, this doesn't mean that, um, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with concentration practices that, you know, maybe where we have these, you know, we retreat to certain states in our minds that are wonderful. It's, we're not, I'm not, there's, I'm not being critical in any way about that. It's wonderful. But the mindfulness based, like meditation practice is very much about here and now. Here and now. Direct experience. And it's helpful to think about wanting to learn this because it does help you have choice. It helps you have choice about where you direct your attention. Your attention is your life force. It's your everything. What you pay attention to is the most precious, you know, thing, is what do we want to give our attention to, our awareness to? Shoot. Um, Okay, so let's do a little exercise together. Let me just reconnect here. My computer just shut down. I need to make sure I have my notes in front of me. Okay, it's coming up here. So, first of all, let's bring our awareness, so where we direct our attention, into our feet. So we're going to just bring as much of our awareness into our experience of our feet as possible. So you might notice things like pressure. You might notice how different it feels where your foot is in contact with something versus where it is not. You might be able to feel warmth or coolness. Can you feel where your toes touch each other or between the toes? Can you feel into those spaces? Can you feel where your toenails are? And if you can't sense this, you can just kind of hold your mind your awareness where that area would be, right? It's just, it's okay if you can't feel a lot. Just directing your awareness towards your feet. Noticing any tingling, pulsing. Maybe, you know, spending 10 more seconds here really feeling your feet just as simply as you can without a lot of narrative. We're not judging our feet. 
we're just trying to sense into them the direct experience of the feet here. All right, and with the next exhale, letting go of the feet, and let's move our awareness up our body and into our head. And maybe just start by feeling all of the head as much as you can, sort of like, oh, this whole round orb thing here. And then maybe shifting toward feeling like the back of the head, where the head and the spine connect. Maybe feeling the ears. And the top of the head. And the temples, forehead. And just notice there's usually some tension in this area and just seeing if you can feel, oh, what happens? Can I soften my eyes, my forehead at all? Just feeling into that. And if not, no problem. Maybe feeling the cheeks, eyes, jaw, lips, noticing how the tongue is even. Noticing the tingling, the air, the feeling of hair. Can you feel the air on the ears? And then with the next inhale and exhale, letting go of the directed awareness to the head. And then let's bring our hands together in what's commonly called the prayer posture. And feel, you know, where the hands meet each other versus the backs of the hands where they're not touching. Can you feel the difference there? Pressure, sensing, pulsing. Is it possible to feel the right hand being touched by the left? Or the left hand touching the right or being touched by the right? Can you shift your awareness from one hand to the other?
Is it possible to be aware of the area between the palms of the hands where there is a gap, space? Is it possible to feel and be aware of that? And taking one more breath, being aware of the hands. And with the exhale, allowing your hands to rest. So, what happened to your feet when you were paying attention to your hands? Were you aware of your feet in the same way? No. But your feet didn't go anywhere, did they? Right? And what about, you know, were you even aware of your hands when you were directing your attention to your head? Not really, right? So, they don't go away. But we're choosing where to direct our attention. What to attend to, and we're choosing to bring more and more of that into focus. And as that happens, we're less aware of other things. This is a really powerful thing to be able to choose where you give your attention. Because what you pay attention to affects you deeply. And how you pay attention affects you as well. It's a little bit more complicated, but it is also true. So we're going to look more now. We're going to move into being aware of breathing. Kind of in the same way that we just did. We're moving our awareness around, but now we'll choose to focus on the breath. As this doesn't mean, just like your feet didn't disappear when you weren't attending to them and you weren't aware of them. It doesn't mean that these other aspects of our life don't still happen. Like thinking, like emotions, like body sensations. We, we don't have to try and get rid of any of those things. It's not necessary. We can just tune in more, t- more finely, more closely to particular parts of our experience. And the reason this is very, very helpful is in that untangling. It's also helpful in getting to know, really have this experience of getting more intimate with different aspects of our direct experience. So before we, I start full instructions on breath, let's just do a three-breath journey. Just, we're going to, like, okay, we're going to be in a meditation posture or not. And we're going to see if we can follow intimately three breaths in a row. And you might even watch to see if you can't, once you finish an exhale, can you feel even before you start to breathe in that pull, the pull in the body for the inhale. 
and stay with that whole range. So you've got that pull and the inhale. And then what happens at the top of the inhale? And is there a pause or is the quickly moving to the exhale? And then we're back to the beginning again. The end of the exhale. And then feeling that, oh, there's the catch, the breath that comes in. And just feeling the full range, like riding a wave, sort of like you're on a surfboard, but the you're just staying close and connected to that flow of the breath. And see if you can do three breaths in a row without losing contact. If you can, great. If you can't, great. It's all okay. So whenever you're ready, just follow three breaths in a row. And whenever you're finished with your three-breath journey, just open your eyes so I know where we're at. What did you notice? Anybody willing to share anything? We have the mic right there, if you don't mind picking it up and just seeing if it's under your paper. Yeah. Anybody willing to say anything that they noticed? Great. Michael, right? I, I noticed certain like body sensations, like a tingling, wanted to scratch my ear or, or um, you know, move my knee or something like that. Great. And so um, that's, you know, great. Those are direct experiences that's in the body. And were you aware of the breath as those things were happening? Yes, I almost took the sensations as like kind of interference or uh-huh. sort of uh, taking my attention elsewhere. Yeah, and so um, w- one thing to think about, because this is going to happen in your meditations. Thoughts, sensations, and it, it can feel like interference, especially when we're being directed to pay attention to one particular part of our experience. So one way to play with that is... Um, One, remember, we don't have to get rid of the other experiences. They can be included. So that's really important. Two is there's this idea of foreground and background. So you can play with this idea of, okay, that's the itching is there, the itching is there. Maybe it's really strong, but just can I still just stay with the breath? Can I keep my connection with the breath as this is happening? And then at some point, the breath can come back into the foreground again, right? And so just, it's, and another way to put it is, see if you can't preference the breathing. Like, oh yeah, these things are happening, and let me just invite the mind to put a preference on being connected to the breath. Is that helpful? 
Great. Anybody else have anything that they notice that they would be willing to share? Looks like you might. Yeah. Uh, I noticed just the innateness of breath. Like, it wasn't that I was telling myself to breathe. Mm. Beautiful. So breathing happens. The body knows how to breathe. Yeah? Yeah. We don't have to make it happen. Yeah, and that's a really good thing to recognize. Yeah, that we can just trust the body to breathe. And we we can just be aware of however we're breathing. Because sometimes I'll find myself, you know, it's like almost like I feel like there's hunger for the next inhale, right? There's just this pulling and movement toward trying to get more air. And sometimes there's these long pauses between an inhale and an exhale. And I don't have to control it. I can just know how the body is breathing in this moment and be as, you know, comfortable or as at ease as I can with it. So one other thing that can help before we start is um, we'll take a, we'll try and take a formal posture here now in this next part. And part of that is let's lift up our shoulders toward our ears, really kind of squeeze it in tight, and then roll the elbows back toward each other behind your back behind the chair and then push the arms the elbows down and you might just have an instant deeper breath and then just allow your arms to relax resting your hands palm up or palm down or palm on palm finding what feels comfortable I need a pillow in my lap for my arms not to feel like they're like pulling on my shoulders right so finding that posture that works for you, but like letting the arms rest in a comfortable position that isn't pulling on your shoulders. And then it is helpful to have the feet flat on the floor if you're sitting. And feeling a sense of uplift in the spine. So letting the head reach up toward the ceiling. Right? Just letting the spine lift up and letting the, the muscles hang from the bones. Letting the belly poof out. We don't need to hold our bellies in for meditation. And let's take three longer, deeper breaths. Just conscious, inviting some deeper breaths to get started as we begin to focus, inviting our mind to tune in to the experience of breathing. So we're being naturalists, we're scientists here, compassionate scientists. We're just going to be curious about this experience. It doesn't need to be a particular thing or way. Rather just kind of developing that sense of awareness, of observing. And we're inviting the mind to be with the breath. 
Sometimes I feel like I need to invite my mind. Mind, can you please attend to breathing right now? Can you make the mind make breath the primary object of awareness, the focus of my awareness, as best I can? So we're not muscling our way here. But we're inviting, invoking, intending. Just noticing this breath, this one right here. giving ourselves permission to value being aware of breathing. And we don't have to be thinking and creating stories and planning for later, but what's it like to just give ourselves permission to have our only job right now to be to just experience, receive the breath. However the breath is showing up. We don't need to evaluate the breathing, judge it. Just tuning into the sensations. might notice the nose and how it's impacted by the breath like warmth or coolness the feeling of the breath pulling in versus the exhale the feeling at the tip of the nose under the nose versus in the nostrils We can notice the throat, the back of the sinuses, which flows into the chest. And there's the front of the chest, and then there's the back and the sides. Can you feel them as you breathe? In the stomach. Can you 
you feel the belly button expand with the inhale and then move toward the spine with the exhale. Maybe really noticing the difference between how it feels to breathe in in all of these areas versus breathing out. What can you notice about that? Remembering the mind will wander, thoughts will happen, itches will happen. It's all okay. It's all part of our normal experience. Just seeing if you can't still stay in touch with the experience of the breath. Nothing needs to be a problem. One other way to attend to breathing is to notice the beginning. There's sort of three phrases, the beginning, the middle, and the ending. And just sort of seeing what happens if you hold that framework in mind as you attend to breathing happening here and now, in this body, in this moment, in this room with these people never happened before, will never happen again, this breath. Only happened one time this way.
Maybe considering this intimacy, this intimacy with the breathing and the body, And as you're attending, notice where it's the easiest for you to be with the breath. What part of your breath, what part of your body. Just let yourself rest in that area. Right now you can hear the sound of the train and stay tethered to the breathing. Feel a sensation or have a thought and just letting the breath move right through it.
We have about one minute left. And in this minute, just see what you can notice. Who can you witness about your breathing in this minute? Something you can share with the group. And I'll ring the bell at the end of the sitting. So congratulations, sitting still, doing your best to pay attention to breathing. How was it for you? What did you notice? What can you share with the group? It really is a gift to each other to share what you've recognized or what your struggles were. So do you mind... Um, I guess I can go. I haven't really thought of anything to say yet, actually, if anyone else wants to go first. Okay. Thank you. Um, I, I, while I was concentrating on the breathing, I had a lot of uh, physical sensations, more than thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, my right neck and shoulder hurts, um, mm-hmm. kind of like the mouse and... And then I started noticing my heart and the heart beating. And uh, I felt like I was rocking with the heart beating, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a sensation mm-hmm. or I was really doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, it was more than sad. It was more like the body kind of yeah. being aware of different areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. You can just... Maybe hand the mic and see if anybody will speak into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I pretty much noticed um, that I was in uh, that I'm carrying like a lot of pain and tension and stuff, so that was kind of distracting. But yeah, yeah. So you noticed a lot of tension, yeah, yeah, and that was distracting. So it was was it um, the tension maybe was uncomfortable or is it painful or um, yeah. So the pain can really draw our attention to it. It's really can be strong, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you try that kind of idea of breathing through it or letting it be in the foreground, background? Yeah, um, I, I was just kind of with it. Yeah, okay. Anybody else have anything to share about your what you noticed? I have more like a question. Sure. Is the purpose of... Uh, I guess just putting all air into my lungs, I mean, like having a full breath or just uh, a normal breath? Because yep, just normal the breathing. The more I was trying to kind of get a full breath just to 
No. Well, we do the, I invite the full breath in the beginning, just a few breaths, just to help reset. Um, what tends to happen is that as we're driving or phoning, <laughs> you know, um, or stressing, our breath starts to get really short and small, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it just can be helpful to open up the lungs and take some uh, deeper breaths to reset and just let the nervous system then take over. And we breathe the way we breathe. It's yeah. all good. Yes. Thank you. Anything else? Any other questions about this and experiences anyone would like to share? Yeah, great. Let's bring the mic back over here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, nothing big, but I was pretty antsy. You were antsy, um, and you were aware of it. Great. Yeah, I like opened my eyes a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice to be here with that, though, because usually if mm-hmm. I am trying and then I get antsy, I'll just stop, you know? Ah. But being here, it's like, oh, I'm antsy, but, like, I can't, like, stop, really, you know? So I kind of would just be antsy, and then, like, eventually I was a little more calm. So, nice. So yeah. you didn't have to get up and do anything. You could be with it, and it still changed on its own. Yeah. That's a nice experience. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, there's no small thing to share, no big thing. It's all great, right? It's all beautiful to share your experience. Yeah. All right. So the tears did come. Um, It's not sadness. It's more like what happens when I let my guard down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, boy, you know, um, I just love what you just said about that feeling of letting your guard down. It's a lot of work to keep our guard up. Right, and so sometimes um, letting our guard down, we're going to just have that kind of experience. And if you've had to keep your guard up a lot, you know, it means that you're letting some of that, you know, stuff out, and you'll cry for as long as you cry, you know, until you're done, you know. And and um, I'll tell you another story about crying. <laughs> I was on a, a, I went on a residential retreat, right? And um, it was a week-long retreat. And, you know, when you go on these retreats, you get your seats, and you kind of stay in those seats. So you're sitting next to your neighbors, right? And um, so you're by this person, these people, for the whole retreat, most of the time. Sometimes people move, but... And I happened to get, uh, you know, you, when you go on retreat, you also meet with teachers. And right now, m- mostly you do group discussions. Sometimes you do individual. So I happened to get in a group with someone who was sitting near me on this retreat where I was crying almost every time I sat down to meditate. This woman was so annoyed. <laughs> why can't you stop crying you know she was really bugged by having to sit by me crying but you know what can I do right what can we do we cry because we've got tears and a poor woman had to endure it I suppose she could have moved maybe she did at the end I don't remember 
But, you know, then she got to practice with her irritation. I had to practice with my tears, and she had to practice with her irritation. So, you <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> That's a great perspective. Yeah. Richard, you got a, a question from the YouTube? Yeah, I have one from great. Kelsey. Um, I find myself focusing on the breath with a kind of rigorous intensity. Hmm. Any tips for transitioning to an approach of curiosity rather than intensity? Kelsey, you just kind of, you've you've captured it. You already have the words. So I would just invite you to trust what you know here, which is curiosity. What does it feel like when we're curious? You know, what is it? I like that word. I said it earlier, but the um, naturalist, somebody who goes out into nature to observe the wildlife, to just sit there and take notes, you know? They're not supposed to interact with the little rabbits and the butterflies, but they're there to watch and be curious and and just see what happens. And um, so, number one, just, yeah, feel into what curiosity feels like. And sometimes for me, what do you think about? Who, who, who do you think of when you think of curiosity? A kid, right? I think kids are such great role models for curiosity. So um, do you have any children in your life, Kelsey? (laughs) You know, and if not, I bet you can think of some or memories or being a child and that feeling of uh, wonder or interest or being mesmerized, right? And... And this is that word, too, I used, intimacy, or there's a way that we can start to fall in love with just, wow, what's happening? You know, that just being with it, like, is so sweet. Just letting it unfold in this way where we're not trying to control things and make them happen. And, you know, when we sit down, we are putting effort. We, we have to decide to come to meditate. We have to set ourselves up with our equipment and our timers and, you know, and and helping our minds orient to what we're doing, setting these intentions, taking these deeper breaths. And that, that does take effort. And then a lot of the work is once we get established is to start to relax. And to start to kind of sit back a little bit even. So notice your posture. You know, are you leaning forward? Right? If you are, try and sit up and even sit back a little. There's something also right there about sitting back. Right? It's more of that kind of relaxed or receptiveness. So look at your posture how can you help yourself be maybe more comfortable but still upright? Kelsey, I'm still talking to you, so feel free to add more things in the chat if I'm not addressing, you know, something for you here. But um, helping the body relax, helping the mind relax, giving yourself permission, um, and even just the invitation, well, what if I try 10% less hard? right now what if i try a little try to try less 
You know, what's that like to give a little bit less effort? Because we, we really can, we need a lot of effort to get going, you know, unless we've got some continuity and a regular practice. And then we not need to learn how to let go, how to back off on that effort. Because we do, we get in our own way. We get in our own way by trying too hard. Yeah. So, anything in there from Kelsey at this point? Or? Great. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, any other questions before we... Enjoyment helps a lot. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Perfection is not helpful. No. And trying to have the perfect meditation, that's a that's a recipe for disaster. So that's also like, you know, this idea that um I talked about is we don't have to get rid of anything. We don't need to have a particular kind of experience. You know, it doesn't have to be blissful. If we can just be with our experience without running out of the room, you know, that's a success. That's that's being mindful. It's good practice. All right, so the, another thing I just want to say is that um, the, the breath is typically used as an uh, often word that we use is anchor for our attention sort of it's um, like if you think about a boat you come in you know and you're gonna be near the shore you need to drop an anchor so the boat won't drift out to sea or get pushed up onto the shore we're kind of like that boat and the waves are a little bit like our thoughts and emotions sometimes our pain, it can really, you know, carry us out to sea and we are lost and we don't even know where we are anymore. So with meditation, it's helpful to have something that we're using as a thread, an anchor, a tether, something that helps us stay connected to here and now. Because as you notice, I'm sure your mind can really transport you (laughs) To other places, right? Other dimensions. So if the breath is something that can work for you, to have be sort of like this grounding, connecting, reminding, bringing you back here, 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 it's, it's really helpful. The nice thing about the breath in this way is it's always moving. It's changing. It's much easier to stay connected to something that's changing than to something that's static and not moving, not changing. So the breath is dynamic. It's felt in so many different ways and places, you know, that it is the preferred anchor. But it sometimes doesn't work for people. And that's okay. It's not a problem. You can alternately use something like the feeling of the feet on the floor something that's very neutral for you. So if there's a part of your body that um, isn't connected to a lot of pain, if you have chronic pain or trauma or whatever, 
you just you choose that as a nice anchor. The other option is listening, sound meditation, receiving sounds. It's a very receptive thing. But you know, sounds sometimes is quiet and they come and go. But um, sometimes I'll do a combination of breath and sound or breath and body. So you play with it, but what you want is is to create a connection. You really do grow a relationship with your anchor, your tether, your support line to being here in the moment. So for me, over time, that the feeling of breathing, I start to, like, just when I'm walking places, the breath just starts to become really dominant in my experience, feeling it in my chest. It helps me stay in the present moment. So... Um, the invitation, unless it's really triggering for you or boring for you, is to find the breath as your anchor, and if not, choose one of the other things I offered. And that's what you want to kind of, this over this three-week period, right, really see if you can't make friends, get close to, be intimate with, be curious about, have this be like if you're a naturalist and you're going out and you're studying a particular butterfly, well, instead of the butterfly, it's the breath or it's the the sensation in your foot or it's the sounds, right? And just really start to connect. Notice how it's there all the time, available to you anywhere you are, no matter what's going on. Any questions about that, the idea of an anchor or a tether? Any questions about using alternative um, things to the breath? Okay. All right, so now what we'll shift to is, and normally, so just to remind you, normally all we would do tonight is the breath. It's all we would take our time with is just practicing again with breathing, talking more about being aware of breathing, And then you'd spend a week, so the invitation will be for you to go home and spend a week practicing. And so normally you'd have a week with just practicing breath, but we're combining it with body. That actually works really well together. It's not a problem. So, um, but I just want to kind of give you, you know, a a contrast that we're going to be adding already the body. And you've already been doing that. I invited you to. And so we're just going to expand that a little bit more. And, you know, the body, we need our body. It's, it's what is, the body's always in the present moment. So you don't have to be Buddhist to be here, but you do need a body. So, and we need the body. It, it's such a huge part of meditation. I cannot even em- emphasize it enough. It is so much a part of mindfulness. Really, you just you you really need your body to be mindful. It's the gateway to the present moment. It is always in the present moment. Sensations happen right here and right now. Right here and right now. The mind does not play by those rules. But the body does. So it's your friend. It's your friend if you want to be present and embodied in your life. Um, the other thing is the sensations by themselves, you know, they're just experience. The mind will comment on them, but we don't need the commentary. We don't need the judgments. 
they're not really relevant. That's just the mind adding to experience. So we're always trying to just preference just the direct feeling of pulsing, itching, pressure, even pain, if we can just try and be with it as simply a sensation that's changing, moving. And don't forget to notice that it ends. It comes and goes. So if we're having pain, recognize when it passes away. This is very helpful for the mind. Very helpful. When we start to label it and start to, um, like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I'm going to have to have surgery. Or, you know, we're going to really work ourselves up. And it actually will amplify the pain. It will make the pain much bigger. So trying to be with it direct, with that direct, simple way of knowing. Like this, this, this real simplicity. And, um, you know, the body isn't thinking or ruminating. That's not what it does. So it's a relief to start to get into that just being with this natural like way of just sensing life. It's a very pure kind of sweet way of being. The body communicates. It carries a lot of actually wisdom and it carries history and emotions and, and it communicates through sensations. And the way that we listen to the body is to feel to feel, not interpret and judge, but to actually just receive the felt sense. And then the body feels heard, right? It's pretty remarkable. So, yeah. What else do I want to say? Body sensations can be, so, you know, it can be helpful to have a very simple way of noting the kind of sensations you're having, um, like pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. So then we don't get into a lot of like, I don't know, graphic words or just you know analysis. Just oh, this is unpleasant. This is unpleasant. Just as simply as we can. Oh, this is pleasant. <laughs> oh, this is this is neutral. You know, just sort of having this very simple way of tracking sensations can be helpful. It's a uh, way to hold it. Um, so I've, I've talked about commentary. So now I'll share a story that Gil Fraunstall tells. Um, and I won't even tell it the way he does. I'll just say, have you ever like watched a TV show or a sports game, right, with the sound off. It's a whole different experience, yeah? It's not nearly as exciting, <laughs> you know? And it's also, you know, much easier to tune out of and, you know, sort of lose track of what's going on. The way the commentators, you know, tell sports it is to keep us engaged to focus excite you know like but it it really adds a lot of tension and stress to if we were just sitting back and watching the game without all of that it's like more of this 
movement, this dance, this choreography, right? It's, it's, um, it doesn't have to be so dramatic. What makes it dramatic is a, a lot of it is this narration. So our minds tend to narrate our experience in the same way internally when we're practicing. If the mind is left to its own devices, it will become the narrator. And it can make your experience much more intense, much more difficult, um, or add all kinds of stuff that really isn't needed. So narrating, if I'm crying, might be, you need to stop. What's wrong with you? You know, um, you're bogging that neighbor next to you who's now not happy about her retreat because you can't stop crying. I'm adding so much difficulty to my experience when I start to talk to myself that way. It's The invitation is just like, whatever. Let me just be simply with my experience. The mind can offer these thoughts. It's okay. I don't have to try and shut the mind down. I won't be able to anyway. But I can just be like, eh, turning the volume down. All right, so we're almost out of time. So we'll just do a short practice and then I'll create a little bit of time for any other questions before we end tonight, okay? So are you ready for another period of meditation? Great, however you want to set yourself up, whatever posture you want to find yourself in, just taking a moment to recognize, okay, I'm sitting, I'm going to feel the earth, Right here, it's also helpful to orient to your present moment. Look around. You know, okay, I'm here. Taking a few intentional breaths just to start. So don't keep making yourself breathe deep. Just a few. If it helps you, kind of reset your nervous system, your breathing. And again, you don't have to make other things not happen. And we'll just, this invitation to start to feel the breath in the body, just connecting with that tether, that anchor, that thread that can help us come back, stay with this present moment. It's not a problem, the thinking and emotions and pain, all of these things are going to come and go. Just inviting yourself just to tune a little bit more fully into that breath. Three breaths maybe. Let's do a ah, three breath journey. Not too many, not too few. And another way to be with the breath as we sort of take a few minutes to settle at the start of our meditation is something called noting practice. So noting is a very simple word, we might say, like in, when we're breathing in. 
and out when we're breathing out. This just sort of helps us stay connected to what's happening. And it can feel too busy for some minds. If it feels like too much, don't worry about it. If it feels helpful, practice for a minute here. You may scan the body and notice areas of tension. And just without forcing anything, with an exhale, just inviting a little letting go. A little sense of whatever, like, okay, shoulders, neck, whatever tension isn't needed, just may, may you let go. So while staying with the breathing, we're starting to bring the body in. Just a very gentle scanning through, sensing into areas of tightness or tension. And maybe even lingering in areas of neutral or pleasant sensation. And if you like, you might sort of imagine that each inhale, sort of we bring awareness into the body and that awareness can expand and spread, sort of like a balloon blowing up with the breath and letting the awareness grow, just sort of naturally spread and be as large and fill up the inside of the body. Eventually, maybe, it may just grow a little bit or it may actually feel, you may feel it moving to the edges, filling up the whole, feeling the whole body breathing.
And as this is going on, you might be still saying in with in and out with the outhale. Exhale. Or you may just be, you know, connecting to the sensations. And whatever you're tuning into in the body, it's all great. Anything that's happening that's a sensation is happening here in the present moment. Now the goal is to be with it as simply as possible. And if it's a hard thing to be with, just maybe thinking about unpleasant. Just that simple label. Maybe it's possible to sense how the body feeling into the whole body and how it just receives the breath. I just want to invite you to connect with a sense of kindness. What is it like to feel kindness? What is the sound of a kind voice, the feel of a kind touch? What's a kind gaze feel like? Can you bring that kind of kind energy 
to your own experience of mindfulness of body and breath right now. Whatever's happening right now, there's nothing wrong. You cannot do this wrong. Bringing this kind regard, respect, caring attention to however this is for you. giving yourself permission to be exactly who you are and how you are, whatever that is right now, in this body, in this breath. Thank you. So just a few things, and then if anybody wants to share anything or ask another question, anybody have a, 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 a comment or a question before I actually say my summary things? How was that for you to breathe with the whole body? Be with the body, was that okay? Great. Anything else? Quiet people? There's a mic right there. Thank you, Corey. I really enjoyed um, experiencing the whole body as one uh, taking in the breath uh, rather than just picking, you know, one little area. Um, so that was that was nice. And then um, I also like the. Uh, uh, kindness uh, towards yourself and towards the process of engaging in it because um, it's not always easy and sometimes uh, I know I have a perfectionist streak of a, uh, a self-critical streak so I think that's that's something I know I can work on thank you thank you Besides that, too, uh, I like the simplification of uh, pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. Great. Because it's what you said about the sport, uh, the, you know, instead of 
overly dramatic saying like, oh, it's painful. It's like, it's unpleasant. <laughs> great. <laughs> that's, that's great. Thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. I found myself jumping from thing to thing, like breath thing. I kept doing it. Um, at first, it was kind of annoying because I was like, I'm jumping back and forth. And as I was, as I was doing it, I was like, all I'm doing is just thinking about these things. I'm not mm. thinking about work. I'm not thinking about anything else. You're fine. As I did that, everything slowed down too. Beautiful. Beautiful. Anyone else? Okay. So I'll just, you know, we've got one minute left, so I'm going to talk fast. <laughs> and I'll let you go. Um, you're starting or you have started. Just continue. Keep practicing. Even if it's for, you know, I'm going to encourage you to practice for 20 minutes a day. Okay? If you can do more, great. If you can't do that long, do 15. If you can't do 15, do 10. If you can't do 10, do 5. If you can't do 5, do 3. Just do it. Sit down. And set a timer. And don't get up before the timer goes off. Right? So don't also push yourself for too long. Right? But just try and that, uh, you know, an amount that you know you can do and practice not giving in to the impulse to get up. So you don't want, you know, maybe you, you'll have some sessions where, you know, you're a little more fluid, but have some periods where you're like, no. And then once the bell rings, just stay. Keep your eyes closed. Just stay. Don't move. Wait just a minute. Because we start to develop this, like, habit of jumping out of our meditation. But it's really helpful to, like, linger there and notice what it's, what's happening. How does it feel different? Instead of jumping out, just give yourself a little bit of space to absorb the impact of the practice. Okay? Um, let's see. Being attentive is enough. Being aware of what's going on is enough. You don't have to over-control your experience. Right? And, and tr- tuning in to the felt sense is, is really helpful because it helps you stay connected to the here and now. If you can feel your feet pressed on the floor, you know at least part of your awareness is in the present moment. Richard, do we have another question or comment? No? From the YouTube? Okay. All right. So meditate daily. And maybe um, there's, you know, in the handouts, it has lots of other suggestions for homework. Maybe just choose one or two other things that you want to do this week based on what feels easiest to you. Start where it's easy. Don't start where it's hard. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Hope I see you next week. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much.